We have two movie pick of the weeks for you today, as well as best picture nomination predictions. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Film Critics Weekly right here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Very excited for this show today because it's a rare show where we have two movie picks of the week, both of which I agree with. So, yes, I'm very happy to talk about these movies. Competition. Yes, very much of a competition this week. Um, but first, before we start, I, of course, am Scott Menzel, founder of the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society. But with me today, we have two wonderful members. First and foremost, we have Nestor Bentancor. That's me. My name is Nestor Bentancor. Uh, I am the editor of DesdeHollywood.com. It's a bilingual movie news website. And I also have the YouTube channel, 100% Spanish, uh, called Nestor Cine, where I do reviews, analysis, etc., etc., etc. Very good. And, of course, Dimitri Panos. All right here. Yes. And I'm right here, Popcorn Talk Networks, LAOCS Film Critics Weekly, uh, a guest on Meet the Movie Press and Popcorn Talk and uh, Anatomy of a Movie. Awesome. Which we just had a great interview. We did. Earlier this week, which was pretty awesome. Dion Taylor and Roxanne, uh, his wife, they talked black and blue. We had an hour and 15-minute interview with them. Check it out. It's over on this network right now. You can watch it right after this show. Yes. After. Yes. All right, so how we're going to do this show today is we're going to uh, talk about the two movie picks of the week before we get into our best picture predictions. Uh, Which one should we start off with? Who wants to start off, and which movie should we start off with? Ford. Ford versus Ferrari is the first movie pick of the week. Fastest. Yeah, yeah, it's the fastest. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, fastest. Makes sense. The fastest. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Better than Fast and Furious. What? <laughs> oh. So, so, Nestor, All tell us a little bit about Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari, um, I think it's a great American story in so many ways. And, uh, you know, he's telling the story, this real-life story about Carl Shelby and Ken Miles that are uh, recruited by four to try to compete with Ferrari at the Le Mans mythical uh, race in 1966, if I'm not mistaken. So sometimes we're talking about elevated horror, you know, that movie that elevates the genre. And for me, this is an elevated crowd pleaser. It's a movie that... It's a perfect balance between, oh, yes, it's going to be funny, it's going to be emotional, it's going to be even inspiring. When you see people trying to um, uh, overcome their their own situation and to achieve greatness, not because of money or something, but because they want to transcend. And they're very passionate about the craft. So that's kind of contagious. And we have great acting. We have great direction. I was um, thrilled most of the time. And on top of that, you have these great racing sequences that are the equivalent to the action scene in an action movie. You know? And the craftsmanship and the cinematography and the sound is very immersive. And it's a movie that is very easy to recommend. It's like, sure, you want to have a good time, a popcorn movie, go see it. You want to go see great acting and great direction, go see it. So for me, it's kind of the whole package. Very nice. 
What's your feelings, Dimitri? I, I, well, you, 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 he's so, he's so you, good. I know. I know. Listening to you, 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 you make me wish Goodbye. I liked the movie more. <laughs> um, I, it has all those elements in it. Ultimately, though, I, I really think it is a movie about how corporation sticks it to the man. Uh, you know, I mean, that was a that was a current that was a theme throughout the entire movie. Yes. Um, you know, and yet they were still able to accomplish something, but that accomplishment was kind of muted because of the corporation. That was a bummer to me. Um, listen, Mangold's a really solid, competent, excellent director. He does a great job. Uh, he really pulls out some amazing performances. Christian Bale, again, is phenomenal. Uh, Matt Damon, I thought, was really good. They, they, they worked well together. Uh, the racing sequences were fine. It is, as you said, it, it's a it's a fascinating look at Americana and history and the Ford Corporation in in a sense. Um, it kind of reminded me; it almost had that vibe of the Michael Keaton McDonald's movie. Oh yeah, the um, founder. The founder. So that had that kind of vibe to me, except it's race cars. Uh, the racing sequences were great. The movie should have ended about 15 to 20 minutes sooner. I felt that they do something. I don't, I'm not giving, I don't want to spoil the movie, but the movie could have ended on a far more efficient and high note. Uh, and what they do I thought was uh, highly unnecessary and because it doesn't stick the ending, it kind of really took the air out of the tires for me. And I walked out of the th- theater feeling not that great as I felt I should have. So it looked great, but meh, left me like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's it's like Nasser pointed out, I think this is a great crowd pleaser, and for the most part, it's a feel-good film. Uh, it, it's something that I think has very big appeal here in America. While we Studios often focus very heavily, I think, on the bigger markets. Mm. And this movie is, is a film that bigger markets can appreciate, but also middle America. I think this is going to have a very strong performance at the box office because it has that wide appeal. That being said, uh, as much as I love Christian Bale, and I mean, he is just every movie that he's in. I, I remember ta- turning to my wife Ashley at the at the screening we were at in, in Telluride and just said, "When isn't this guy good? When isn't he good? He just." I got the answer. You do. Terminator Salvation. Very true. He's Sam, fine. Sam Worthington is better in that movie, my opinion. But go ahead. That's a, <laughs> that's actually a good 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 point, um, but I mean he he just he 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 controls the screen. You, every time it comes on, you just want to root for the guy. Yeah. It's an it's an underdog story in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. this guy has been taken as a joke his entire life because he he doesn't know how he doesn't want to put on a suit. He doesn't have a great you know. Demeanor. He's not good at speaking right. and demeanor. He's he's kind of like he says what's on his mind. He throws things. He doesn't care. I loved him in the movie. I love Bale, and I think the character of of Kenny Miles is fantastic. Matt Damon's doing Matt Damon. I I don't think there's really much about Matt Damon's performance that really elevates him from any other Matt Damon performance that we've seen (laughs) before. It's just, he's fine. He's good. But it's Bale's movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of supporting cast, I think uh, Tracy Letts is is so great as the guy who who was running Ford at the time. And he's just, you know, some of the insults that he takes is really fun and really enjoyable. And I love the fact that the movie incorporates drama, action, and comedy, which, which I think it does really flawlessly. My problem with this movie, kind of going with Dimitri says, is that I do feel like the ending doesn't have this strong emotional 
weight to it because I feel like the characters, the secondary characters are very underdeveloped and underutilized. You have a great young actor like Noah Jupe. Mm -hmm. And Noah Jupe, to me in this movie, just is like he's standing in the background the entire time. He's like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Stay back there, kid. That's just kind of like how I feel the entire thing. It's just like, hey, where's it going? Let's go. And then they have this great wife character who gets maybe one or two good moments. But the relationship is never really fully realized and really fully developed. I mean, yes, you have the great scene where they're, they're arguing together in the car. In the car, that was a great but scene. But that's kind of about it. You know, I wanted more of her character. And I get, I get it's not about these, these secondary characters, but if you're going to introduce them and have really strong actors in them, do something with yeah. it. That's all I ask for. So I think it's it's a good crowd pleaser. It's a movie pretty much for everyone in America. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to do very well. Uh, Jess, uh, one thing about that scene in the car with uh, Katrina Balfi, whom I love. You yeah. know, we, we all uh, know her from uh, Outlander primarily. Uh, I didn't like that scene. You didn't I like it? I felt scene. that scene was so forced, so over the top, and it doesn't... Uh, show her in, a, in, in the positive light. I, I get the intention, and she comes across as the opposite of, of what they're trying to, to, to convey in that scene without going to spoilers. And I wanted to see less from them. I want to see a little bit less <laughs> from the family, a little bit more from the, the, the driving and the action that I think that was very spectacular. Wow. And, you know, everybody's at, at the service of Belle. You yeah, know, the, yeah. Kids, the kid and the wife are there to show him uh, in, in, a, in a better light, yeah. not just a crazy, you know, nasty person all, all the time. And Matt Damon is servicing him to show you the contrast. So Matt Damon is kind of the more structured yep. uh, person that knows how to navigate corporate America. And does he, though? See the contrast with the wife. <laughs> like that, does he, though? See, that's my... Compared to Bell, he is. Does he though? In the end, <laughs> like that to me too, sort of kind of really like kicked, like it really shifted into low gear, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and that kind of that it did he he didn't really win. It's and that's the thing. It re, like you can look at it as a corporate America, like really sticking it to the man and not having that many supporters like they had uh, I loved uh, Ayakoka um, uh, who played um, Ayakoka a guy from Walking Dead oh yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, he was really good I liked seeing him uh, John Berenthal John Berenthal I thought he was really good it was great to see him in another role where he wasn't like a tough guy and everything um, he was probably their biggest fan but at the end of the day, and even at the end of that Lamaze race, you're still like, oh man. And then and then and then there's another layer. And but they still walk away with integrity, which you liked, and then there's fifteen other minutes of that movie. Yeah. But so I, I mean what going back to Nestor's point, I think like the reason why that seems Ashley actually agrees with you. She felt completely the same way about it. She said that Ashley, your wife, my wife, who also who co-founder of this organization, the power couple. The power couple. Um, <laughs> she uh, she thought the same thing. She basically said that like it just felt forced and thrown in. That it didn't fit the tone of the story, and that's why she also pointed out about Noah Jupe. And and and, and it's weird to me because you either have to go all in and put those characters in and develop them and really add to the story and build something around that 
or you leave them out. I don't, I don't, it was it like half-assed. It, it was, depends. it was weird though. I just felt like that. I, and I, I know it's a small chunk of the movie, but it just, it feels so half-assed and it, it really impacts the ending of the movie because it's so centered around them. And that's why I think the, the movie loses that steam because it's so heavily emotional because of those characters and yet you don't know enough about them to really feel. Like, it's just like, you have to have the universal feeling of, oh my God, we lost a husband or we lost... Something like that. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, if, if, if you want to defend that, you can say that the, the way that, that you feel at the end as the audience, that's intentional. Yeah. That way, that exactly the way that you left kind of, you know, I, I don't know, sad or, or something is missing, heavy, I think that was the intention. And I think that it, it, it makes sense with what has been shown before. And, you know, that is something that throughout the movie is lurking, right? It's not out of nowhere. So no, but it could have been handled better. It could have been handled better and I I I use for I use for the example American Graffiti. Like the ending of American Graffiti, all our storylines, all our strings are, are are wrapped up and then we get title cards. And it's the title cards you go, "Oh, Okay, because like the title card is in a sense the epilogue because it tells you about each character, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, they could have done that here, and at least I, I they could have done something similar, and you still would have left on I know it. I didn't need to see things kind of play out, and you you're right, the family factors in at the very end, and it was unnecessary because nothing was resolved <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like why did you do this like you just built up goodwill in this movie and it makes it two hours and like 20 it makes it like 20 minutes too long okay. uh, where it could have been done but, but, but even though you feel like that and I respect it the ending doesn't ruin the movie let's let's make for me it did, did? Yeah, wow. no, I'm telling wow. you for me when you don't stick the landing you, all the goodwill that you had, like I could still say there are good parts to the movie, but I can't give it a high recommend. I, I just it it really deflated, like it took the air out of the tires and it blew a gasket for me. And I walked out of the movie going, I didn't need that. I go, I just two hours. This is where it should have ended, and I would have been like, okay, and learning other stuff, I would have been like, I get it. But you showed this stuff, and then it kept on going on, and I'm like going, okay, you kind of ruined it for me. But do you feel that uh, when you, you buy the movie, I don't need to see it again? But when you have a real life story, don't you, don't you think that sometimes you have the responsibility to maybe? Yes, but you could have done it more yeah, efficiently, sure. and you could have still left on a on a high note, because the, I think at the end of the day, the story is about integrity, and the story is about accomplishment. And that ending did not end on accomplishment. And mm. at the end of the day, that's what Ford versus Ferrari... It's called Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> you want to see what happens when Ford versus Ferrari... And you get and that. Get, but then it goes on. So it didn't need to... Like, it accomplished its goal. Mm -hmm. That's where it should have ended. Boom. I didn't need... I, it's not that I didn't need to know the other stuff. Like I said, American Graffiti did it really great by putting little title cards. And I would have been, oh, okay, yeah, but it ended on this wonderful accomplishment that these two men 
did. And when you think about it, what I, the other thing, what I really did like about the movie is when you think about Ford, you never really think Ferrari. Like the, you think two really different kinds of cars. But I loved like how they matched up Ford. Like with a Ferrari. Like I don't see Magnum PI driving a Ford. I always see him driving a Ferrari. <laughs> but now I want to see him up against. But but you know I want to see like a Ford Mustang. So sure. I loved that aspect, and it is a piece of Americana and business that I didn't know about. Uh, and the racing was uh, exciting. So. So um, that being said, uh, on a grade from A to F. What would you give it, Dimitri? C minus for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not, not less than a B plus. Not less than a B plus. Um, so, sure, B plus, A, it depends. <laughs> it depends. I give it a solid B. I think it, I think it has enough goods in the, goods in the trunk. But it's just missing a few things to kind of push it over the edge. Let's say not in my top five of the year, but pretty sure top ten. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Moving on to our second movie pick of the week. (laughs) Uh, Waves. Dimitri, why don't you take the lead on what this plot is about? Waves I loved. Uh, And Waves to me is a really special movie, especially for cinephiles, but for people who really like good uh, deep stories. Uh, and, mo- and emotionally resonant, but it's also artistically beautiful to watch. I think it's very, and that too, I think it's a very special, you need to see the movie on the big screen, bottom line. Uh, they, and again, I don't want to spoil anything about this movie, but something, they do something in this movie that really hasn't been done in a long time, and it's a risk, because things could go greatly awry uh, when they do this particular thing, and yet they make it work. And I was like, and I remember watching it going, huh, okay, wow. It's it's jarring a little bit because you're like, well, but once you see go along that other journey too, uh, I think it ends on a, a really solid note. It really is about family values. Um, it's the stuff that John Hughes talked about, especially when you look at a like a Ferris Bueller, right? When you look at Cameron, that character about how his parents are so hard on him. He's got to do good. He's di- he has to do good. It has some of this in here. It's about an American family and, and their son who's a wrestler and their dad who has love for their family, right? But because he had to work so hard to accomplish what he needed to do, he is hard on his son. He wants his son. He's competitive. And it's all that impact and how that affects a person. Uh, which I loved. Kelvin Harrison Jr., come on, this year, between being in Loose and being in this movie, the, the, the charisma uh, is, is amazing. I think he's like a very young Denzel Washington. I would love to see him now in like a comedy, but he is so, he's so magnetic. And the woman who plays his sister, too. I mean, have Taylor Russell. Her. She's fantastic. Because again, a lot of the movie weighs on her character. Mm-hmm. And she, she is able to pull off this coup. Um, and again, I think from a direction standpoint, it is a beautiful film. Uh, the movie very subtly plays with aspect ratios throughout. And 
this is not, I, I don't mean this to be a spoiler. I mean it for when you go see this in a movie, look for it because it's done intentionally. It's very, it's done subtly. Uh, the director uses the silver screen as a canvas and he paints very beautiful, gorgeous pictures and he uses every frame and inch of the screen to depict and tell his story. I found it to be very beautiful, albeit maybe a little long, uh, but I felt emotionally spent at the end of this movie, and it stayed with me for a long time. I, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, compared to Ford vs. Ferrari, if I said that uh, that film was very easy to recommend, this one comes with a warning. Like, you know, if you're in a kind of uh, difficult place right now, the, the movie is gonna, it's gonna punch you in the gut. Yes. And, you know, it's, uh, to me, the movie has many themes, one thing in particular is the fragility of life. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I had a chance to interview Sterling K. Brown, and I was uh, telling him that I don't think there is a concept that, that, that his character is, is someone that builds things. And even when you build and you plan and you, you want everything straight and strong wow. and everything, there is always a risk of a, of a crack, right? And what happens with, with that crack is of your own making, in mm -hmm. a way. And I think the movie is, is, is about that, it's about how everything can fall apart very quickly, and then what happens after, right? And even when you have the feeling that uh, there is no way out, how love, uh, tenderness, uh, communication. And being um, nice. Yes, being nice and, and, and forgiveness, right? Uh, forgiving yourself, forgiving others is, is the way out. So it's a emotional roller coaster that, Talking about what you mentioned, you know, the, the, the things that, that the movie does is very challenging. And what the movie does in the second half, I think that is, is, is great because it's about first half about destruction, uh, second half about repairing, repairing your heart as an audience member also. Uh, but that part is, is very challenging and the movie mostly succeeds with that. But I wasn't able to fully connect with everything that was um, the movie was throwing at me. So that's kind of the small negative thing. Mm -hmm. We have to mention you mentioned Sterling K. Brown, who's fantastic in this movie, but Lucas Hedges too. And when I talk about like his character, he does something that's just nice, and it feels great to watch. And and in our current climate. When something nice happens, this these are the moments that really drew me into this movie mm -hmm. compared to like what we've seen in that first half and everything. When he just does something that's nice and sweet and just for the just for the pure simple act of being nice, it, that was a breath of fresh air. It was needed. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But and he did and he pulled it off so so well. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I've, I love this movie. I've seen this movie three times at three this point. Times yeah, now. I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's a heavy film, and there's a lot to process, and a lot to take in. Like I loved, I didn't even think about what you said about the whole thing about Sterling K. Brown's character in this is a construction worker. He builds houses, and that analogy you made about like. You know, putting something together and then tearing it down. I mean, that's such a wonderful comparison because he's sitting there 
building this and he takes such pride in his work and yet he's 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 doing the opposite effect on his son he's just he's he's making him live up to this 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 hype this level that he can't reach and he's and trying his, and his family and his family but i mean he just he puts so much of that pressure on uh kelvin harrison jr's character and you see him and he's trying to like be the son he's trying to be good at school he's trying to be good at sports he's trying to lead by example He's trying to not let his parents down. And, you know, you get to that point where the character just just starts breaking and everything in his life just starts falling apart. And that is the, that is the easy part of this movie because that, that, that is something that we're used to seeing. We love movies where they build up characters and then we, they, they fall apart and, they're, they, and everything becomes a mess. The second half of this movie is, to me where it gets so much more complicated and so much harder to deal with because we're not used to seeing nice characters be interesting. And I think, <laughs> I, I keep saying this, like we know about it in teen comedies and things like that, but not in a heavy dramatic movie. And you have Taylor Russell and you have Lucas Hedges who are like these, these, these two people from different worlds. And they're coming together, and you get to see the similarities of their lives and what they had to go through and their, their personal struggles. And I think they elevate each other, and they become this great support uh, blanket for one another. And in, and in a weird way, they each help fix the traumatic events of their lives. You know, uh, Taylor Russell's character helps Lucas Hedges' character and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And... I, I get the fact that people are saying that this movie's a little too long, but like, I feel I don't know where you would cut it. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm watching it multiple times here, and I kind of say like, it's just how I feel about a lot of movies. There's very few movies that I don't feel the length uh, when they run when when they run over two hours. There's very few movies, um, and and I just felt like it's necessary. There's there's some movies where like Irishman where I could say like oh my god they need to cut something or Once Upon Hollywood we're like oh my god cut some of the driving out like there's stuff where I can clearly point out but here I feel like every scene is kind of crucial to the story mm-hmm. um, but it says a lot about you know um, the the expectations that we put on people and I I think because this movie is is very interesting to me watching this film is that. I grew up in a household where I've had black brothers, and I'm, of course I'm a white guy, and I have white parents. But like, uh, essentially watching that told from a director who's white and his story, and then having it from a, a, a black perspective, it makes it so much inter- right. so much more interesting. It was so cinematic. Yeah. Too it, for mm-hmm. for a drama to be this cinematic, to me that that was the beauty of this movie as well. Uh, you don't get that often. Yeah. You know? And I, and I, I think mean, one, one great example, there is a scene when you see two people texting. Oh. That scene of two people texting <laughs> is the most riveting thing, tension feel that I have seen in the whole year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I could even point to the scene. There's a scene at the beginning. Again, I'm not spoiling anything, but when the teens are driving in a car and somebody has like their legs out the window. Yeah. The way that the camera was moving and all I was thinking of car accident. Yeah. Oh like oh something but I mean there is it doesn't happen, so I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. But it was just the way in which that scene The three sixty shot. Yeah, the yeah it, it, it's it's incredible. It almost it's it beautiful. makes me a little dizzy. 
But I mean, it's just so perfectly executed. But then there are other scenes when just it's somebody riding a bike through a park. <laughs> yeah. And it, like this is why I say it's so cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's it's really for a drama. It's un, almost unheard of because you would you, we expect it from a Ford versus Ferrari if you're going to have racing scenes. Yeah. You want it to be cinematic. You want to be put there, and you are. For a drama to draw you in, but not just by its story, the the way in which it was filmed, it it complements everything that's happening on screen, and it's very deliberate at what the director not only wants you to see, but how he wants you to see it. Uh, that to me is, is like that's what great cinema is all about. And, and, and what that aspect ratio did for me, at least, is that. It, it, it fit the tone of the movie. So, like, as it as it starts changing and it keeps going in and in and in, the world is closing in on this character. And then it starts off like that, and then it, it kind of comes back out. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, okay, maybe the world is not this bad of a place. Maybe maybe we should forgive. Maybe, maybe we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. And I think it just becomes more hopeful as the movie mm-hmm. goes on. Not again, it's not cheesy at all in this movie, which I also think is a, you, you mentioned this when we walked out of it together. It's like, there's no cheese factor for this movie. Yeah. It just, it just feels genuine mm-hmm. and natural. And it's just like a, a slice of life. And mm-hmm. there is no heavy handed message because race is a part of the story. Right. It's not the yeah. main right. thing. It's a very right. universal, uh, but at the same time, it's acknowledging kind of the extra hardship of minorities. You can extend that to immigrants, etc., etc., etc. So, yeah. Yeah. Great film. Uh, guys, what would you give it uh, A to F? Um, I go with A and Ford versus Ferrari, uh, B. Plus. Okay. I go with an A for this, for me. Yeah. I go I go with an A, too. Uh, it's in my top five of the year. Same here. Yeah. I hope people go out to see it. I know it's not a, it's not an easy movie, um, but there's, but they're really, it, it's just so good. And we're going to talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about another movie that's not easy to yeah. see in a different light. You know, but I really hope that people do. Uh, go see this movie. I know it's only four locations this weekend, but hopefully it gets a well-deserved expansion. Do not wait for this on Blu-ray. Do not wait for this to hit on demand and watch it on your television. Do that after you've seen it first, because I guarantee that when it does hit cable or whatever, you probably will want to watch it again, but let that experience wash over you. I think you'll appreciate it more. Thank you very much, Dimitri. Great closing marks. Uh, moving on to uh, Best Picture nominations. Uh, so these, these, this is going to, like, the last couple of weeks we've been on this show, we've been doing, like, our own personal, like, picks, what we want to see. Uh, this week we're going to just go for it, uh, and we're going to going to each give our predictions of what movies are going to be nominated. Uh, first, let's start off with this. How many movies do you think are going to be nominated for nine. Best Picture? Nine. Nine? That's a okay, yes, nine. everyone thinks nine. Okay, great. And how many slots do they get? 50, right? No, they get like 12, <laughs> realistically, right? Yeah. Is yeah, it 12? Get, they get 12. I think it's it's 12? 10 or 12. No, it's 10. 10. It's 10. It's 10. It's 10. It's 10. But because of the... Yeah, the mathematics, I mean, it's, 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 very, it's almost impossible to get 10. But they should always yeah. get 10. Just fill it. <laughs> like it was for a while. Right. Yeah. To 10, from 5 to 10, and then, no, let's put it back. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. Um, so we all think it's 9, which I, I, 
I don't know why. I just that number just seems to be the the lucky number that they seem to go with. For, um, let's start with Nestor. What are your uh, nine movies? Uh, it's it's tough because this week I'm gonna see like like six movies that are in the conversation. I can yeah. see many, so I don't have like 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 the full list of what will. It's more about what should. So it's, okay. it's, it's kind of it's Understood. kind of a mix. Okay, but I mean. Uh, very likely, Irishman, Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then it gets interesting, because you have to start considering many movies. Um, <laughs> I think that Waves has a chance. I think that Four B Ferrari has a chance. But then you need to consider others like Bombshell, like The Two Popes, 1917, that we haven't seen yet. So, and, and, unknowns, unknowns. Yeah. Uh, at, at, at this point. But in this conversation, I think that it's also interesting to talk about movies that we think that shouldn't be there, that probably will, like Little Women. Little Women is, oh. I think, is a strong candidate for many reasons. I have it as a question. Mark. But I, I don't think it's going to make it. I don't think that Knife South is going to make it. Um, I know, which is devastating. And then. Others like Just Mercy is not gonna make oh. it for me. Dolomite is not gonna make it. Rocket Man, Hustlers is not gonna make it. Nope. Uh, Uncut James is not, not, not gonna make it. <laughs> there is one movie you're missing. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's, right? Not, it's not the one that I was thinking oh. of, but uh, I, I didn't, you know. That's not happening. That's not happening. Yeah, I, you know, I would love to believe you on that, but you never know. You never know. It's not on my list. Captain Marvel is coming, guys. <laughs> 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 what's, your, what's your list? All right, well, I, you know, I do have to start off by saying that um, Richard Jewell in 1917 are two movies that I haven't seen. And, and I think. <laughs> Richard Jewell in 1917 are two movies that I haven't seen. So I, I, I can't speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you want to get you a bowl of milk, and um, so they could be contenders. So I haven't seen them. Uh, I actually uh, have ten, and included um, like Richard Jewell. But I'm gonna start off with, and this is in no particular order. I have Knives Out on my list. Uh, to 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 ignore that film come Academy Award season-wise. I think it would be a travesty. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Netflix, my feelings towards Netflix aside, I still think that Irishman and I still think that Marriage Story are, are going to make the cut. I also believe that Jojo Rabbit will make the cut. Parasite, I think, is going to do the duel. I think that it'll get nominated for Best Picture and Best Foreign. I think it'll do that split. Joker. Joker was the one. Mm -hmm. um, that, Joker. Yeah, yeah, that I think it should. I think it will make that list. I actually believe that I'm hoping that people's memories aren't so short because Rocket Man I thought was good enough to make a, a best picture. Uh, Bombshell I think will make it on its just its theme. Uh, and you can't shy away from Charlize Theron's performance in it. And I think. I think it's because of her performance that's going to elevate the movie and get people's attention. And it seems to be the kind of movie the Academy likes. Uh, so, you know, we can't discount Beautiful Day. 
in the neighborhood. Regardless of what I thought about the movie, I had been reading good things about it, and it again, it's the Tom Hanks's <laughs> performance is going to elevate that movie. Ford vs Ferrari, I think, only because the Academy likes these audience kind of movies, and it'll be sort of kind of a commercial thing. Look, Little Women. The Academy loves these period piece and movies, and while it is done with a finesse and it looks fine, it has a chance. Uh, and The Farewell is another movie I think that uh, could be like the dark horse that comes in. Uh, there was so much talk about that movie and how good it is. Uh, I think it's going to be something that's not forgotten come Best Picture time. Yeah. So. All right. So here are your nominees for. I'm going to be cocky. I'm going to be cocky and arrogant at this. So the only movies that I have not seen yet that I feel will play a major role in Oscar season or have the potential of playing a major role is 1917 and Richard Jewell. Uh, I know how people feel about. Clint Eastwood, so I, I kind of feel like unless the movie is amazing, it's not going to get a lot of lot of love. Uh, that being said, 1917 with the director as well as the subject matter and, and the the whole gimmick of the uh, one shot, I that has awards written all over it. So that is the one movie that I'm putting in my nine nominees that I think is going to get it. You can do 10. I mean, no, 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 like, no, these are honestly the ones that I actually think are going to, are going to be nominated. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I've been thinking about it and these are the ones that I think. Okay. All right. So that's that. Little Women, while I do not agree whatsoever with the decision to put Little Women in this category, personally, uh, it is such the traditional Oscar movie that's why. that there is no way that it's not going to be in there. No way. That's no why way. I had it on my list too, because they love they they love that stuff. Yeah, and again, it's the performances that that are good, that's going to grab attention. <laughs> yeah. to put it in there. But I, you said it best. Many of these people they do these performances in their sleep. sleep. Oh, like there's nothing special. Shorsha's Ronan's performance in this movie <laughs> is like seven other performances that she's done before. Like there is nothing special about her performance in this movie no. whatsoever. But, and and but, that other girl from Midsummer, Florence uh, Pug. Pug. Yeah. I don't know if I Pug. Pug. Whatever. Yes. Like. Pug. 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 Okay. Pug. Florence. Pug. 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 <laughs> uh, again, I, I don't. I don't see the 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 awards buzz around it. I just don't. Um, but it's it's something that the Academy loves. Quick question. Yeah. Do you think that there's a chance that Julie can take that spot? No. Because that's also a movie that has many things that the Academy loves. No, Judy, no. Judy, it has Judy, performance, and that's it. And I don't think that's it. Okay. Yeah, Judy. I mean, and and that is probably going to be a loss. I think at this point, unless they really step up, if if Roadside Attraction steps up their game in the next like really month and a half, if it if it doesn't win at the Golden Globes, I think it's, it'll be dead in the water for Oscars. But I mean, Renee is great in the movie, but the movie. Oh, mess in that movie. I liked it. You did? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It wasn't on your list, though. Um, or was it like an honorable it's mention? It's like a dark horse. Like a dark horse. <laughs> like a dark horse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Play Katy Perry. Uh, go for it. <laughs> Jesus. Don't, uh, please. Um, and I think Netflix is going to have one hell of a year. 
I think they're going to get all three of the... Dolomite is going to, unfortunately, fall under the radar for Academy. Uh, it will go for Golden Globes, but for Academy, it's falling underneath the radar. They will have two popes, Irishman, and Marriage Story. All will be nominated for Best Picture. For Best Picture. For Best Picture. Um, Parasite, is a, to me, is a lock... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a lock. Joker is the only one on this list where I kind of feel like not as confident about, but I feel like if the Academy is paying any attention to what is going on in the world and also the type of hype and buzz around this movie, they would be foolish not to include this movie. I think it's worthy of this this nomination, but I think they would be completely foolish if they didn't have that. And then uh, Jojo Rabbit is that great choice because it's 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 Hollywood edgy, Hollywood <laughs> edgy, uh, and I think it has a great message of like forgiveness and togetherness and like happiness. So like I think that that's that's gonna get in. Um, but man, uh, if I had to pick one, who's gonna win? Uh, I, I like to do this. Uh, what do you guys think is gonna be the oh, winner geez. right now? Don't just, just ask me now. No, I, right I, now, right now, it's, it's, it's an unfair question. And okay. It's a, okay. It's an, don't don't quote me on this. Right now, I haven't seen a few of these titles. Right. I have to say, Marriage Story. I think Marriage Story has so many things that are so appealing to Academy members. You have two main characters in the industry. You have uh, two cities, New York and LA, mm-hmm. being very very important. You have an actors movie. It's all about the actors. Mm-hmm. It's all about the performance. It's very theatrical. And what is the uh, biggest body in the academy talking about voting actors? So I think that right now I would say Marriage Story. It's funny yeah. because I'm 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 torn between Marriage Story and Irishman because it and it I think classic classic Hollywood. Loves Irishmen. Like I, I just it's it's the iconic director, the iconic actors. You know Scorsese doing what Scorsese does. It, it just it just feels right. And it's funny because everyone who I know who have seen has seen Irishman has agreed that the movie is good. But no one I know has said it's the best movie of the year. Everyone says just, it's really good. God, I re- I just read a review coming out of the Boston Globe called it a masterpiece. Not the first time I heard the word masterpiece. Oh, this this award season. Yeah, well, every every movie is a masterpiece. Every masterpiece, masterpiece. Um, But I mean, your point about Marriage Story, and I'm I'm kind of leaning that way too. Uh, I'm actually that is that is really straddling the line between my one and two right now, because Marriage Story to me, I connect with the story on a very personal level. Anyhow, of just being married, but also the the idea of moving from someplace else to coming out here, and kind of like giving up certain things I connect with that but I think it's so grounded in reality and the performances you talk we talked about waves earlier it's another film where there's no weak link mm-hmm. like every performance is just captivating and and it's so perfectly executed and powerful and they every you know you got Laura Dern in there you got Alan Alda you got Adam Driver giving the best performance Ray of Liotta. his career Ray Liotta I mean just he and was, Scarlett Johansson oh yeah he was Ray so Liotta great was great too oh, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, and, and Scarlett Johansson, I think this is the best performance that I've seen from her since Lost in Translation. I, she has not no, done see, a really strong performance. I, I loved her in Jojo Rabbit. I loved it, her it's been such a small is, role. In, in I, I get it. I get it. And that's support where this one, she, you're right, she she knocks it out of the park in marriage. Uh, and I mean, there's just, there, you know, a lot, not spoiling, I know this was ruined by a lot of critics after festivals, but there's a great scene in Marriage Story where Adam Driver sings. And I mean, it is just devastating and heartbreaking and then there's there's certain fight scenes in there and it just it says a lot about just the way that we are as a society too in a weird way right because it's like they get other people involved in their own personal issues and everyone thinks they know best oh this is what you should do and it winds up pushing them in ways that they didn't expect to be pushed and there's just like this 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 come to jesus kind of conversation (laughs) where they realize like you know what we need to sit down and kind of do what's best for us in that list, I think it's interesting that there are many movies that go to to comedy, right? Because Joker is the heaviest one. Oh yeah, yeah. But the other movies, it's the darkest. Because, uh, but I think Marriage Story is pretty dark too. No, but it's, you have pretty, the, but you have moments that it's, it's about that's really funny. Yeah, true. I mean, but it's and the it's, Irishman it's as well, it. Parasite, Jojo Rabbit. They, they yeah. have this light side that sometimes right. you know Academy Award nominees yeah. don't. Agreed. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're right. I mean, and a joke. I mean, Joker is the ballsy pick. I mean, I here's the thing. I would not be mad if Joker won. I think yeah. I think it would be very, very ballsy on their end. And I mean, you want to talk about a spike in ratings and really get people to start considering your show again? You 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 give it to Joker. Yeah, they never think that way. No, though. I know they don't. I know we, sadly, we say this conversation yeah. every year. Um, you know, for me, I think. Well, I'm holding hope out against hope that that the academies, that that the Netflix movies will get the subcategories like you know it'll probably get Adam Driver. Or, um, no way. You don't think they'll give it you know, over? Well, yeah, that's right. He's going up against Joaquin. Mm, that's going to be tough. No way. Joaquin is better. Joaquin yeah, Joaquin is, is better. better. But I mean, will yeah. get they'll get the nominations, but I think they'll get. I don't think they'll go. I still think I still have hope in me that the Academy still wants to protect the movie-going experience. So best picture, uh, my best picture, uh, I still think um, Jojo Rabbit for me because that does have everything. It's Hollywood edgy. Yeah. And it has everything (laughs) in it. It it is. It's Hollywood edgy. Uh And it has everything in it that the Academy, young and old, you know, it's got the satire, it's got the endearment, it's got the proclamation against hate. It it, compare and, and... when you flip it, put the mirror up to today's societal hatreds and issues and bigotries going on and freedoms and liberties being chipped away, you know, when something like dancing means you're free, like that's a nice message, tying a shoe, there, there are nice endearing messages in it, and I think it's the, the, the kind of movie that the, that the weird, like. The weird reason why I don't think it's going to be like that movie mm-hmm. is because the messages in the movie in a lot of weird ways is very similar to that of Green Book. I was going to say that. Mm. Green Book, I mean, it has some similarities. I think that it plays in, in its favor, yeah. you know, to, to compete, but uh, the competition is tough. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, this year it's a really weird year. <laughs> I, I think, like, from a competition standpoint, but even from a movie standpoint, like, all these movies that we're talking about, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story... These aren't your typical, they're not your huge, well, Joker is a huge wide release mm-hmm. movie, right? 
Parasite isn't. No. Um, you know, neither is Irishman or Marriage Story. No. Nope. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, the people love Quentin. The Academy can be divided on Quentin. Yeah. But again, we still have a three and a half hour movie that did really well. Um, look, for me, Knives Out is my favorite movie of the year, period. It should be noted from a screenplay, from an acting, uh, you know, if only there were an ensemble, best ensemble cast, like this Knives Out. That is Out also has a really it. tough category this year because, like, you, you, you would have Knives Out, you have Waves, you have Little Women. I mean, I'll, I'll even give Little Women that credit because of the cast. Sure. Uh, marriage Story, I mean, like, that yeah, I, did, I, I have no yeah. idea. So going back to Cats. <laughs> yeah, going back to Cats. How, how great Cats needs to be because we, we haven't seen the movie yet. Right. It's not. It's not going to. I don't. I don't. I think Cats is going to play. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Cats is going to play like a Greatest Showman. I'm hoping that it's going to kind of, even though the trailer's nowhere near as good as Greatest Showman, I'm hoping that it, it becomes that weird musical movie that actually has a terrible trailer and actually is good. But I don't, I'm, not, I'm not good. I should just say enjoyable. And at the Globes, I, I guess Globes. that he's going to have a, a chance. I don't know. They're missing the deadline. I mean, oh, that's really? a, there was that article that came out that they're they're all the stuff that they have to wow. do for it, they don't even know if they're going to make the deadline. I mean, if it doesn't make the Globes, then it's not going to no. do anything. Yeah. Nothing that they've done like they had that trailer and then they tried to save themselves by saying oh look it's Taylor Swift with uh, um, Steven the, Steven Sonnenberg yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no no not, not Sonnenberg uh, Steven Sonheim Sonheim Jesus Christ and it's like yeah that did nothing for <laughs> yeah. me either yeah cats might make the Razzies that's my prediction wow like 21 Bridges <laughs> ouch ouch all right, and that on that note, yes, on that note, uh, that's it for this week's episode. Um, Dimitri, where can they find you? Right here, and in, in, in a guest on uh, Popcorn Talks Meet the Movie Press and Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie. Please follow me on the Twitters at Dimitri Panos. You can find me on Twitter at Nestor Cine on Instagram as Desde Hollywood. And you can find me over at WeLiveEntertainment.com or on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week. Take care. <laughs>